The Missing Intelligence Podcast is part of the Acast Creators Network. If I can fucking spell it right. Tit and ick. There we go. Have <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we done trivia and shit? I'm pretty <clears> sure <throat> all three of these we've done, all four of these we've done that's on IMVD. Right. Because then we went on to talk about Stephen Graham trivia. Mm-hmm. Stephen Graham, like, you know. Yeah, Stephen Graham. He doesn't like jelly deals. He doesn't. He doesn't like jelly deals. <laughs> Hello and welcome to another episode of the Missing Intelligence Podcast, which is two friends with lots to say, but no one to say it to. I'm your host, Michael Hobley, and there is Joe Barker waving at me. You can't Hello. see me, but he's Hi. waving. Hello, Joe. How are you? <laughs> I'm good. You? Good. I'm white. Yeah. Good. We're all I've good. Done, Everybody's done... so good. Yeah. <laughs> I've done nothing this week. I don't really have anything to update you with, to be honest. Well, do you want me to start? Because I've got a couple of things that I've yeah, done. Go I've been yeah. doing, well, I've been watching, really, oh, is all I've on. been doing. So I was watching um, Invincible, which okay. is a uh, Amazon Plus. No, that's not right. Amazon <laughs> Prime show. Um, based on the comic book of the same name. It's very good. Season two is just starting to come out now. So I've watched one episode of season two. Is his power, by any chance, Mm. that he's invincible? We don't know. Oh. I I don't actually know. From the TV, because I I haven't read any of the comic books, so I don't don't have any prior knowledge of this guy. So it's, it's a similar spin as... Superman, where okay. he's from like an alien planet, and right. naturally because he's from an alien planet, he has superpowers. Of course, because of course, standard stuff. Yeah, his his powers are he's just like super strong. He can fly, um, and he can take a beating. But we don't know yet if he's actually invincible or not. So is he just a really daring guy, and it's just paying off for him so far? Pretty much. And well, he think he's invincible. So his dad is is a superhero already. Okay. Um, and it follows him um, when he his powers just come in, and his is dad it... starts teaching him how to be a superhero. But then it all goes tits up. This isn't the guy from Sky High, is it? No, it's not the guy. <laughs> I don't. I don't think so. <laughs> I told you about that film, film, didn't I? And I, I've only ever watched it on Snide. Oh, and... really? I don't think they ever brought it out on a real DVD, did they? It oh, wasn't worth it. <laughs> I've only ever seen it on a snide coffee and yeah. obviously it's like videoed in the cinema mm. and the entire film there it's cut their heads off. So literally you're watching the torso down. <laughs> and I must say that the performances from below the head spot on. <laughs> Very the body language was yeah. impeccable. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Do you remember this guy? He's from Sky High. He just cover his face and go, Oh yeah, oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, okay. Is that any good? Worth a watch? Very good. Very much worth a watch. Yeah, okay. it's got Seth Rogen in it. It's got Sandra oh. O. It's got um, the guy who plays J. Jonah Jameson. I can't think of his name right now. I should have probably prepared a bit better. Who's J. Jonah Jameson? Um, J.K. Guy? Simmons. That's it. Oh, from. Uh, yeah, from yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, 
really good cast. And I believe um, that Seth Rogen is actually trying to put forward uh, or trying to produce a live action film. Okay. Based on the same character. So, yeah, it's really good. It's very gory, but very good. I was literally about to say, I reckon it would turn out like a kick-ass. It is kick-ass, kick-ass, yeah. Esque. It's it's kind of like, it's similar to the boys in the way of it's just like over the top. Right. Like really, not not as rude as the boys. Like there's no sexual innuendos and stuff like that. But with the fight scenes, the fights are like involved. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. And it would show you like if someone could like punch that hard that he would just punch holes in people and there's points where that happens. Yeah. (laughs) It's good though. It's it's got a kind of like it's funny as well. There's like some really funny elements to it. Yeah. That you wouldn't expect. Sometimes there's there's comedy in in parts that you wouldn't expect there to be comedy, but yeah, really good. Uh, definitely recommend it. Okay. Um, apart from that, Mike, the other thing that I've been watching is The Little Things, which was a film oh, that yeah. you uh, brought up the other day. Yeah. Um, with yeah. Denzel Washington. Um, really good. Really it is good. a really good film, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. Um, I, told, I told you. From the, from the off, because basically we, I was sitting downstairs and I said, I said to, to Dan, oh, do you want to put a film on? And she went through her list of everything that she had put to one side. And she said, oh, what about this? And then she put it on. I recognized it as being the the one that you that we discussed last yeah. time. Because you were saying yeah, yeah. How, how good Jared Leto was in it. Yeah. yeah. Um, and literally, I thought, yeah, put it on. And I, was, I sat down and I put a game up on my phone while I was going to watch it. And literally, within the first five minutes of it, I was hooked. It's, it's yeah. really like grabs your attention. And then yeah. for the rest of the like the next sort of 20 minutes me and dan were arguing over who's more sus denzel washington <laughs> or rami malik yeah we thought he was going to turn out to that one of them was going to be the murderer right yeah and I well was... i think denzel washington's character has a shady past yeah which i think he was trying to prevent rami malik's character from having yes um but what I really want to talk about, because those two are great, mm-hmm. but Jared Leto. Yeah, incredible. So good, right? Yeah, very good. Very good. There's, yeah, some really, oh, yeah, it's his mannerisms, the way he walked yeah. and like the the little things that he'd done. And <laughs> I was saying to Dan, like, the guy's a chameleon. He can change the way he looks mm. so easily. Like, he had obviously in this he had the long like greasy hair but don't you think his eyes look more set back in his skull than usual yeah he probably lost weight for it I yeah i think so because he, he tries to be method doesn't he mm-hmm. um but he i, th- I think he yeah i was gonna say i think he he played the sort of psychotic but clever yeah really well the the only downside i would say and, and this is another thing that we brought up while we were watching it was I think if you're going to do a film where it's a kind of guess who the murderer is or like um, a seven scenario where you find out who the murderer is, Mm. I don't think you should use a famous person. 
because as soon as it, that first little bit where I see Jared Leto, I thought, oh, there you go, he's going to be the killer link because he's not yeah, part we... of the police. The only way he's going to be involved in this story is if he's the killer. But I will say, by the end of it, I kind of kicked that out because you don't know whether he was or not. Yeah, or whether or not he was just like a weirdo. Yeah, sorry, this is very spoiler heavy. <laughs> I should have probably <laughs> mentioned this at the start. But like in Seven, the first time you see Kevin Spacey, at least, mm. is when you find out that he's the killer. Yeah. You, you, you've not seen him at a couple of other opportunities and thought, oh, I wonder if it's that guy. He's a bit sus. Yeah. Like he's just revealed and it's like, yeah. okay, he's so, the killer. There's that that ex- shroud has been lifted. Exactly. Yeah. Um, I also wanted to mention that there's a lot of video game actors in this. When I say there's a really? lot, I mean there's two. <laughs> so right at the beginning, um, when he's talking to, um, when he's talking to, I think it's like the the chief, the chief, it's like a sergeant yeah. or whatever. Um, he plays Shepard in the Call of Duty Modern Warfare games, the new Call of Duty Modern Warfare games. Sorry, I'm just getting up the list. Oh, Glenn Morshower. Yes. Yeah, I've seen him in. The, he's he's also in the Battlefield games. Oh, is he? Yeah. He yeah. He's definitely the type of person that's kind of um, kind typecast as that military yeah. head or like head of police station or yeah. FBI or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Um, and then the other one, which is a little bit later on, when the FBI uh, come in to take over the case, we see Adam Harrington, who played Roy Earl in um, L.A. Noir, who was one of the partners in L.A. Noir. Ah, uh, yeah. I thought I recognised him. Yeah. He's looking a bit more grey than he did in L.A. Noir, but that game did yeah. come out in 2011. Fuck. Like, I remember when that came out and it yes, was like groundbreaking. <laughs> I remember seeing that little video. Like I remember the trailer when the trailer first popped up and it was like, this is really intriguing. Like, yeah. intriguing. Well, no, it was like the motion capture and stuff. It was mm. like groundbreaking. Yeah. But I mean, if you're talking about game actors, um, Remy Malik is also in the game. Of course he is. Yeah, he's in um, oh, Diet... Till dawn, until Un- dawn, until dawn. Yeah. That's it, until dawn. Yeah. Um, I don't believe Jared Leto's been in the game, but I'm sure there may be something. He may have voiced something, maybe. Yeah. I mean, I'm very impressed with Jared Leto's voice acting from. I, mean, I know I brought it up before, but from um, um, Haunted Mansion. Right. Yeah. I thought that was pretty good. So I wouldn't be surprised if he has. Done a little bit of it before. I'm just looking through his previous stuff. Doesn't look like it. But there is still time. He was in Fight Club. Yeah. He's the blonde guy. He dies. I think he dies. No, he doesn't die. I don't... It's when Meatloaf dies and he's like, uh, don't ask questions or something like that. Oh, is that Jared Leto? Yeah. I do not remember. Oh, to be fair, I haven't seen that film since I would recognise who Jared Leto is. <laughs> yeah, I think that was like one of his first. Yeah, because I thought his first thing that he was in was American Psycho. But no, it turns this out was he's been acting for years. Yeah. 
Wow. I don't know what if I don't know if, if he done acting before his music. I'm not sure. Yeah, I don't know. Um, but no, he he's hasn't a, done he's done a weird looking dude, though, Jared. Like, he yeah. is a funny looking guy. It's his eyes. His eyes are piercing, yeah. and they're quite close together. Yeah. <laughs> strange, strange guy. Um, and I can't imagine Denzel Washington has been in the game. No, I, can't, I, can't, I don't think time. he would have been. No, no. not at all. Um, but Joe, as you were talking just now, yes. I remembered that I've watched something this week. Oh, um, okay. What have you watched this week? I got recommended by my brother to watch The Legend of Vox Machina, which oh, yeah. is another anime series. Um, it's by the people that do Critical Role, which is a YouTube channel, all to do with Dungeons and Dragons. So they essentially just video their sessions and put it up on online for everyone to watch. And oh, they're like okay. five hours long at a time. Yeah. But like they got like really good sort of production value with it. And mm. all of the people involved are like voice actors and work with games and that's like their career basically. Yeah. Um but yeah, so they did a campaign if i'm i'm probably not getting this quite right but i'm pretty sure they did a camp- campaign and then they had a f- crown a crowd funding to get that campaign animated and in the process of doing that prime bought it and they made it into like what it is now oh right. oh okay so the show that you're watching on prime mm. is actually what happened in their game yeah, I think what it is is they they had like a loose story, but then there's bits that happen, and you can kind of tell when you're watching it that where they actually do the rolling, and depending on what that role is, will be yeah. what happens in that part of the story, kind of thing. But they have like a loose, like an underlining story that's pre-written and kind of like with D and D anyway. Yeah. Um, but anyway, the, the fucking it's it's a great it's a great te- like you don't need to be into D and D to watch mm. it. Like it's it's similar with the Dungeons and Dragons movie. You don't need to be into no. it to to appreciate it, and it's quite it's quite funny. There's one character called Grog, and he's like this big brutish guy, but he's like thick as shit. Right, and he comes out with some good one liners. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, like a, a, a Vox Machina. Vox Machina. Let's have a look. Yeah, yeah go on. Um, there's this one bit where he's like, uh, someone says, "Oh, the cat's out of the bag now," and then he goes, "Why well, was the cat in a bag?" <laughs> so, come on, it's a little bit like um, uh, he's a bit like Drax. Yeah, that's what I was gonna say. A yeah, bit like Drax, he's a bit like, like Drax. takes everything dead serious. I like the well, it's art not, design. It's, it's not that he takes it serious; he's just stupid. Right, got ya. Yeah, you know, so he just yeah. Um, and there was another bit where they said something about a character, and he goes, "Oh, so and so said he's got dick for brains." Which doesn't seem possible. <laughs> <laughs> oh, this is interesting, Mike. Go on. So they're actually voiced by the guys from Critical Role. Yeah, no. Ah, that's what I said. <laughs> oh, did you say that? Oh, so, yeah, I'm yeah, sorry. Yeah. I thought I, I thought you were just saying that it was um, it was based on their story. Yeah, no, no, it's, it's yeah, but it's actually them in it as well. Yeah. Oh, and they've got some really interesting. They've got Lance Reddick in it. Uh, Stephanie Beatrice, who is Rose from, um, uh, from, from Brooklyn Nine-Nine. David Tennant's in it. Oh, wow. Um, Liam O'Brien, I believe, is a big wig in the gaming industry. Right. Um, and he does a lot of voice acting and like he's like, in Naruto and 
other things like that. Yeah. Um, and Matthew Mercer is a huge name as well. He's he's the one that does all the dungeon mastering for the YouTube channel, but he does a lot of game voice acting. Um, right. Oh yeah, you've got some other um, game voice actors in this as well. You have got Troy Baker. Yeah, a lot of them are. Yeah. Uh, who's obviously quite big in it. Um. Oh yeah. Oh yeah, David Tennant. Yeah. Wow. David Tennant actually is an incredible voice actor. What? It's got logic in it. Logic. The, the rapper, Logic. How was it? Oh, I've not got that he far. He plays yet. the palace guard. He's in two episodes. Oh, maybe. Yeah. That's yeah. pretty cool. So I know <laughs> he's a bit of a nerd. Right. Well, so f- uh, I can't remember who it was, but one of the, I think it's one of these critical role groups, what, uh, people mm. have like a side one that they do. That's still Dungeons and Dragons, right? And they do it with loads of celebrities. Like they have a little group of celebrities that will do it, and they're celebrities that you would never guess would be into it. Oh, is this like the ones where, you, like, um, I think Vince Vaughn is Vince one of Vaughan, them. Yeah, and the Big Show. And the Big Show, yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah I've seen, yeah. I've, I've seen them come up. I haven't actually watched the videos, but I did. Yeah. And exactly, I had the same thought as you, Mike, where I kind of scrolled past it and was like. Vince Vaughn, really? And okay. I'm pretty sure one of them is like a guitarist from like Black Sabbath or some some band like that. Right. Yeah, it's mad. Mad. Fair enough. But yeah, give that a watch. It's yeah. well worth a watch. That's I've how got I really like the art style. It. It's actually a very similar art style, Mike, to um to uh Invincible. Invincible, yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. I I think it I, I mean, yeah, give it a watch. I reckon you'd like it. Yeah. Um, two, like I say, I've got two of my housemates in into it. One of which isn't into Dungeons and Dragons. The other one is. Yeah. And he's he's like ahead of me at this point. The one who isn't into Dungeons and Dragons, he's been he's been smashing through, binging it. Yeah. Well, I tell you what, Mike, I will give this a watch, and we will um, we'll come back to this next week, shall we? Yeah. Yeah. Why not? We'll reconvene. <laughs> but I mean, we've done this before, Joe. So moving on to what we're discussing today and i'm going to add the spoiler we're already reconvening from something else that we reconvened (laughs) and we've already got another thing in the pipeline (laughs) low-key uh yeah we we said we were going to do a spoiler full episode of bodies yes right now you said you were going to rewatch it and make notes have you done that nope (laughs) i was too busy watching invincible But I can somewhat remember what happened, Mike, and I'm sure as you go through it, it will click. (laughs) So what did you like, Joe? So I liked the show, Mike. It was really good. Yeah, me too. Yeah, that's all I can remember is liking the show. (laughs) Um, No, so um, the basic premise of the story, I know this is kind of treading over old ground, but Mm -hmm. um, a body turns up in four different uh, time periods and um, associated to each body is a detective that's looking into the murders. It turns out that the... um, So going through, um, there's one guy who's Stephen Stephen Graham's character who pops up in all uh, four of these time periods as well. Mm. Um, And in 2023, uh, he meets somebody who, um, who... basically cracks time travel Mm. um and then so basically stephen graham in 2023 has to then carry out things in a certain way 
so that the time loop happens again and they constantly end up getting to this dystopian future where he's in charge. Yeah. Where Stephen Graham's in charge. Yeah. Um I can't remember who actually was the murderer. Oh, it was it was the girl from twenty twenty three. Yeah, that one. Yeah. Um what is her name? So she shoots the scientist guy who is the body. Iris Maplewood, that's it. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Um yes. Because yeah. she doesn't want him to continue to... Oh, no. She wants it to carry on, doesn't she? Because she doesn't yeah. want her future to change. Yeah. So up until I think it's episode... I think there's 10 episodes. I think up until eight. Mm-hmm. Eight could finish and you'd be like, okay, that's the end of the story. Yeah. But obviously nine and 10, he goes back in time and he does his loop and you see what happens with the loop and how he has to make things happen. And he yeah. records a bunch of records for future people to listen to. So they know what they need to do at a certain point to make sure that the loop continues. All right now. So that's, that's, that's what happens right? and things happen and shit goes down, <laughs> but it's explained. And this is the plot hole I've got Joe, right? It's explained. Mm-hmm. So unlike most um, time travel things, right? Normally, it's you go from one point and you go to a different time, and you're just gone, yeah. right? It's just you are there. Yeah. But what they explain is there's mold, your, your atoms basically split and are moved to different time periods. But yeah. if you the fir- if you go five years in the past, you also go five years and another atom goes five years into the future. Into the future yeah, ten years in the past, ten years in the future, and it does like mm-hmm. it mirrors it basically. First plot hole, how comes it's only, I think it's four, four jumps in time mm-hmm. and not an infin- infinite amount. Why is it four? Why not two? Why not seven? Yeah. You know, that's, that's not explained. Yeah. Second thing, right. Is, you know, so they basically follow him into the past so they can try and stop the loop at the source. Right. Yeah. So they follow him down to the Victorian times, but what about the one that goes back into the world war two times? And what about the one that goes back into modern times? World War Two, the World War Two point almost doesn't need to be there. Yeah, no. But my point is, so they they stop one of the Stephen Grahams that have gone back in time. Yeah, yeah. But there's still two other ones that are in- inevitably going to be influencing something. Yes, but they don't do anything about that. No, and is does that also mean that because he went back in time from? 2053 mm. does that then mean that he's gonna have gone forward again yes yeah so then are we going to get that kind of repeat scenario but is it but is it but are we not because he's dead and then that loop's already gone yeah because he died as a kid because he was his own granddad <laughs> Yeah, this is definitely one. This is definitely something you need to watch before listening to this episode yeah. because it no, is, cause it is confusing. Yeah. Um. Yeah, that's a massive plot hole. Yes. Yeah. But I, so, I think I said this last time. When whenever you're messing with with time travel, time travel doesn't make sense to us yeah. as humans because it's it's inconceivable at the moment. Yeah. So there's going to be lots of plot holes. I I think the the people that handled it the best is probably like 
first of all, probably um, Back to the Future. Okay. I think that handled it relatively well. It had its, it did have its plot holes, but I think Endgame is definitely the best way of describing it. So if you go back in time, that's not an, you haven't gone back in time exactly. You've kind of gone onto a branch of time. Yeah. See, I think Looper does a very good job. Looper, Looper, Looper. Oh, is that the one with um... Bruce Willis? Yeah, and, and uh, Joseph Gordon-Levitt with a fake nose. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I thought that does a good job. When and they I think... send people back in time to kill them. Yeah, and I think um, Terminator's concept of time is a solid one as well. Yeah. Because that is simply, you can only go back, like, you can't go back and forth. And anything that you affect in the past will affect the future. Mm-hmm. Um, which is similar to Back to the Future, I suppose. But there is a back and but forth. But there's still, the only thing is with that is there's still that same. But if he didn't go back in time the first time, then he wouldn't have been able to go back in time the second time. Because it creates mm. a loop. And this is what oh, happens this, here. So this is and I love the way that it solves the loop in this. <laughs> where he just disappears but it's not just it's yeah. not like a really cute fade away or anything like that over like symphonic music <laughs> or anything like that it just boop, <laughs> and he's just gone <laughs> it's just literally just blip. if you blink you'll miss it <laughs> he's like he was there no he's not there <laughs> yeah see um what was i gonna say yeah this is this is the thing as well so how was he himself before he went back in time and became his grand yeah. great granddad? This is what I'm saying. There, there must have been a first person to have done it for yeah, it yeah, to create how... a loop. Y- yeah. So in that case, how could he have been his own granddad? Because that means he would have had to have been his own granddad the first time. Yeah. But then he wouldn't have been made to then go. F- or live his life through to 2053 and then go back in time to then give yeah. birth to himself. Yeah, no, nah, it, it breaks it's my fucked. Brain. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's yeah. definitely one of those shows where you just need to ignore that. <laughs> see, <laughs> like, you know, right at the end, she's in the taxi. Yes. And yes. Yeah, I don't get this. So, so people, so I, I, it took me a second. Right, but I think I understand. Right. So she's in the taxi and she says, hello, you're such and such. And they're like, oh, how, how do you know? Because she's changed the past and you shouldn't know each other. Mm-hmm. It's because that version is one of the versions that went back. So, you know, I said that there's oh, like four different ones. Okay. Yeah, but did Iris yeah. get in the, in the, oh, of course she did. She went yeah. back to um, the 90, yeah. the 1890s. Yeah. And she had a word with the detective then. Yes. So that's one of the versions that in the taxi. That's and one then of the when she split, back. she went. That would be the one that modern day ended up in twenty twenty three. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, ah. Which is why I said, "How comes that didn't happen with Stephen Graham?" And I know you're saying it because they went back far enough and they affected it at the sort sort source that I now negates everything forward. But so although they... the ones going forward would still be influencing yeah. things as that's going on because yeah. he died, he got shot by the detective in World War Two era in the yeah. 1940s 
But what you're saying is, although he killed the one who went back in time, this is fucked. So he <laughs> killed the one that went back in time to the Victorian times, who then lived his life until the forties, and then was shot by the new detective. Yeah, you're saying that there should be a, also a middle-aged Stephen Graham knocking about at that time. Yeah. Yes, there should be. But then again, I, I know that them affecting the things at the source will affect the subsequent timelines. Yeah. But that that doesn't suggest that the ones of the subsequent timelines won't still affect yeah. things. But he won't but he shouldn't exist now anyway because they've broke the loop and then he doesn't actually go back in time this is in what the I'm first saying. place. Yeah, this is what I'm saying. So by them affecting but the source, there it, it would there would have been at one point <laughs> another Stephen Graham knocking about in in the forties. Yeah. But now yeah. he's gone because they've resettled that. But yeah, why did yeah. they not follow him? Maybe he just didn't do anything, Mike. Maybe he was yeah. just like keeping himself to himself. He weren't very entertaining. Yeah, just on the ball. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, they didn't feel the need. But I think ultimately, I think it's done very well. Yeah, I think it ties it off really nicely. Yeah, maybe we haven't sold it as good as it actually is because it is really entertaining it's just the time bits are really confusing yeah again it's messing when you're messing with time travel in any kind of show it's very difficult to pull off without um without there being plot holes but i think for for something that it's it's not confusing enough that you wouldn't understand what's going on it's just when you've watched it three weeks ago and you're trying to recollect <laughs> yeah that can be quite difficult <laughs> yeah yeah um yeah i I've, i i will give it probably um i'll give it seven time travels out of 10 time travels i reckon mike <laughs> yeah i think i'd agree with that maybe yeah. maybe seven and a half yeah yeah we'll go seven and a half yeah I think it was it, it was entertaining, good watch, but I do think they could potentially do a sequel to maybe tie up some loose ends. Yeah, maybe I, if, I if he split up, be... is he gonna if he and he because you're saying that the atoms when they split, it will yeah. go into the into the past, but equally go into the future. Maybe then they have to he tries it again in the future one tries it again. Oh no, because he never got in the time machine in the first place. Yeah, but this is what I'm saying. So there's still going to be the original. Mm. So what's happened to him? He blooped, didn't he? Yeah, yeah. But so he tells when he records himself saying, don't do this stuff because I regret it. Yeah. There's still going to be the original one that gets born because there's the first one that does it, you know? So that's still going to be a thing. Yeah, but it doesn't look like it because he blooped because that what he he, i know what you're saying and this is the confusion this is the confusion i had because yeah like i said if you've got a timeline it should be coming from the past into the the point where we first meet him and then into the 50s where he goes back and then he goes back to the 40s yeah but there should be a timeline in which he was the first one born and then goes back in time. But how can you be the first one born if you're the first? You couldn't be the first one to go back in time because you would have to go back in time to then give birth to yourself. Yeah. Unless the cross-eyed. first one, <laughs> unless the first one was a different Stephen type of Stephen Graham and didn't have quite the same thing. And then when he go back, that was a different Stephen Graham. Yeah. See. <sighs> see, I still think incest is a thing in this show. I think that's wrong. <laughs> yeah. 
it's... like he goes back in time to have sex with his great grandmother. Yeah, that's disgusting. Yeah. Yuck. Yucky. Anyway, yeah, so seven, seven out of ten. Yeah, I'm going to say seven, seven out of ten time travels. Yeah, nice. definitely. I think it's it's definitely worth a watch. I think it's a very good show. Um, and it's one of those where you, you, you're you compelled to carry on watching because you just want to make sense of it. Yeah. But I also think the individual stories are really good. Yeah. And I think they pulled it off well. I mean, it's difficult to take something from page to screen. Yeah. Um, especially like a graphic novel. Yeah. So I think they've, I think they nailed it. Yeah, I, I do think they nailed it. Yeah, and sure. like we said before, Mike, the the makeup and the one thing that I didn't bring up was the makeup on Stephen Graham to make him look old, to have old man Stephen Graham. Yeah, that was pretty I good. I thought that was yeah. impressive. Mm. I was trying to find holes in it, but changing as well was pretty good. Yeah, yeah. Mm. Pucker performance from the man, the myth, the legend, <laughs> as per. Yeah. <laughs> As per, so um, let us know what you thought if you have watched it. Um, help us because we're struggling to wrap our heads around it. If you if you notice something that we didn't, please get in touch. Let us know and <laughs> save us from ourselves. Yeah, and on that note, Joe, we'll move on to the other thing that we've got in the back burner, yes. which we promised we would do. Now today is the fifth of November. It is. It is indeed, and. I promised I'd give you a quiz and test your intelligence on this subject. Yeah, which is minimal at best. Now, I have had a comment about this because mm-hmm. um, obviously you did it to me as a surprise yeah. and I wouldn't have had any uh, prep for it because I didn't know it was going to happen. Yeah. Whereas you've had time to prep, but I understand you haven't actually prepped. No, I haven't. No. I'd, I'd tried to. I thought I'll put a fast one here and I've watched a video on how the... Um, gunpowder plot come to fruition yeah um i got about five minutes into a 17 minute video and was like sod this i'm on my way home so i'm just gonna <laughs> fucking listen to some music <laughs> there and i thought i don't want to cheat mike of course that was my first fault oh, of course, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I thought, what, what am i doing with myself <laughs> oh, this isn't me <laughs> I'm gonna. Ha- I, don't, I don't normally like to have the upper hand no, on things. No, no, definitely it not. This isn't fair. <laughs> <laughs> well, but this time around, Joe, I've given, I've made ten questions for you rather than thirty oh, that you good. gave to me. Thank you. If I can get two, that would be a miracle. Right, Joe. So, without further ado, let's get on to the Guy Fawkes quiz of twenty twenty three. Testing intelligence. Um, so question one, Joe, in which year... Hold on, you haven't told the people what ones your right bars are and what ones your wrong bars are. Right, so if you get the answer right, it's this noise. Oh. Oh. You can tell that's a big firework. That's satisfying. There you go. And if you get it wrong... There won't be any fireworks. Oh, no. (laughs) 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 Right. Okay. So, So question one. Right. In which year was the failed gunpowder plot? Oh. Oh, hmm. Let me think. Let me have a think. What year? (laughs) No, I'm not actually. (laughs) (laughs) 
Oh, I don't know. Um... <laughs> Surely this was like the first thing <laughs> in the film you watched, video you watched. It probably was. <laughs> um... 1760. There won't be any fireworks. Shock. <laughs> <laughs> it was actually 1605. Oh, I was so far off. You did, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Question two. The plotters put 36 barrels of gunpowder in the cellars under the Houses of Parliament in a plan to assassinate which king? Oh, um, Edward. There won't be any fireworks. Fuck. (laughs) (laughs) It was James the first. Oh, James. Yeah. Damn it. (laughs) You didn't, you didn't, you didn't recite the, the, um, the old. Yeah, because the only one I know is the rude one. (laughs) Who's the rude one? The squib up there asked one. I don't know any other song. This, oh. <laughs> <laughs> right, question three. What, was Guy Fawkes Catholic or Protestant? Oh, right, okay. So, he was... This is going to be shit because it's only a 50-50, but I actually kind of know this one because the whole idea of the gunpowder plot is because James wanted everyone to um, become Catholic, which is following the Pope. So I'm going to say he was Protestant. Fuck! (laughs) (laughs) So he was actually Catholic, and James I was Protestant. Right, okay. There you go. Shit. (laughs) You're not doing very well. No. That's right, get the bad ones out now. Yeah, that's, that's it, yeah. Hopefully it gets easier. You've got multiple choice now. Oh, thank fuck for that. <laughs> what was Guy Fawkes' main job in the plot? Mm-hmm. A, to light the fuse. Mm-hmm. B, to act as a lookout. Or C, to organise the plot. And no, he was the lookout. He was the lookout. He was the lookout, so B, you say. I need you to lock that in. B? Well, you're hovering over the wrong button, so I don't want to lock that in. <laughs> oh, I didn't know you could see my mouse. <laughs> All right, because I know that he was guarding. I'm sure it was him that was guarding. Was it him that was guarding the barrels? Or was it the one who told on him that was supposed to be guarding the barrels? All right, I'm going to go C. He organised organized the plot. There will be Fuck it! <laughs> Was he supposed to light the fuse? He was, yeah. Oh, uh... <laughs> and that was what supposed to was ha- was supposed to have happened. Yeah, it was supposed to be a giant kaboom. <laughs> um, complete the well-known phrase. Remember, remember the fifth of November. Hey. Thank fuck. <laughs> Cheers. <laughs> I thought you'd get that one. <laughs> <laughs> oh, we've got another. Um... Multiple choice. Oh. How was Guy Fawkes sentenced to be executed? A. Burning at the stake. B. Hanging. Or C. 
hang drawn hung hung drawn and quartered is this a trick question it's a question is it not what you would expect it to be it might be (laughs) depends how good your history knowledge is (laughs) which in your case isn't very good (laughs) (laughs) see it's treason and treason was usually punished by being hung drawn and quartered but in the tradition you burn the guy at the stake. Right. That's not me saying that's right. I'm just following your thought process. It could be right. I'm going to say he was hung, drawn and quartered. Yeah! (laughs) Well, technically he wasn't hung, drawn and quartered. That's how he was sentenced to be executed. But apparently he jumped from the ladder while he was climbing the gallows and he broke his neck. Oh. And that's how he died. Okay. There you go. Is there a question on that? I'll remember that if there is. <laughs> how did he die? <laughs> um, what fake name did Guy Fawkes use when he was caught guarding the barrels of the gunpowder? Of gunpowder? Um, is this a multiple choice? No. I can give you a multiple choice. I can make some up if you want. Yeah, go on in. Okay. Um, James Jameson. Right. John Johnson. Right. Joe Joeyson. Yeah. And Albert Albertson. Oh, fucking hell. <laughs> hmm. I'm going to go. What was the second one? John Johnson. I'm going to go with John Johnson. Yeah. <laughs> was that a guess? <laughs> no, what I was doing is I was testing you. <laughs> Because if you would have had to think about it again. (laughs) (laughs) No, I did remember them, to be fair. Oh, you did? All right. (laughs) Um, In what film was Guy Fawkes, was the Guy Fawkes mask a symbol of freedom in the face of government oppression? I know this one. Finally. V for the Vendetta. B. (laughs) Which is a really good film. And the performance by... What's her name? No, her, his name. Oh, it's also oh, God, yeah, but it's it? also got um, Natalie Portman in, yeah. in it. Yeah. Oh, what's his name? Mister Anderson. John Johnson. Oh, um, <laughs> Hugo Weaving. Hugo Weaving. Yeah. Um, his performance in it is fantastic. Very good. And Stephen Fry's in it. He is. Yeah, he makes eggy bread. Yeah. Yeah. Eggy Yes. What was the real name of Guy Fawkes? Oh, guy fucks, but he had an accent. Is that your answer? (laughs) No. (laughs) Um, I thought his real name was Guy Fawkes and he was pretending to be John Johnson. So I'll give you a clue. Mm. Guy is a nickname. Okay. So his name was Woman Forks. Well, when I say Guy is a nickname, I, I mean, like, it's kind of, you know, like you get names that are, like... Shortened. Bill is for William. Yes. And Guy, kind I guess, of... is like this. All right. Yeah. So I'm going to say, where would you get Guy from? I, I wouldn't have guessed it, to be honest. I'll give you another clue. Gimli. 
Is that your answer? Gimli Fox. Yeah, so is that, that's got to be as good as the next answer I give. There won't be any It was Guido. Oh, was it, I, do you know what? I was close with Gimli. <laughs> yeah, it became of a G. Yeah. <laughs> and this one, I, I, I reckon you'll get. Mm-hmm. So this is the last, last question, Joe. So this is oh, all to redeem yourself. Okay. Which English actor is actually the descendant of Robert Catsby, the leader of the gunpowder plot? Which English actor? Is he still acting at the moment? Yeah. Do you want me to give you a clue of two things he's been in? Yeah. Um, he's been in an MCU movie. Oh, okay. You're not actually going to give me the films. Well, <laughs> I feel like if I give you the, <laughs> I feel like if I give you the film, it will give it away. Right, okay. Because of the next guest, I'm the next one. I'm going to tell you. Yeah. He was also in Game of Thrones. I'll give you. I'll, I'll no, narrow no, down the answer. Because I think you. I know, but I'm just checking to make sure there wasn't any others. Any others? What? Any other English actors that have been in Game of Thrones and and you're saying it's a male? Yeah. Hey, you're googling it. That's not I'm, fair. No, I'm not googling it. Look at my hands. <laughs> Look at my hands. I'm looking at your hands. My hands are here. Um. <laughs> All right, I'll tell you what, to prove that I'm not Googling it, I'm, I'm going to go through my thought process. So the first one I'm thinking is Kit Harrington. Right. Because he was in, um, he was in, he was obviously Jon Snow and he was also um, that guy in that film, in the MCU. <laughs> I'm thinking Peter Dinklage, but I think Peter Dinklage is American. I actually don't know. And then again, has Peter Dinklage actually been in an MCU movie? Because he was in the X-Men films. Yeah, he was a dwarf. He was. He was in Thor. He was in um, Infinity War, wasn't he? Mm. But I think he's actually American, Peter Dinklage. Um, I'm going to... St- with my first one and probably be very disappointed. It was it Kit Harrington. Not that one, that one. You get. Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah. I know what you mean, Mike, now about that the sounds were very satisfying. <laughs> <laughs> well there you go, that was the the finding intelligence segment on Guy Testing intelligence. <laughs> when you test your intelligence. Nice. I like that. Yeah, it's good. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I I think you got like half and half. Maybe a little bit more wrong than you did right. No, I think I got a little bit more right than I got wrong, Mike. It was just a poor start. It just um, it made it seem like it was worse than it was. <laughs> Worse, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, there you go. Well, we did it, and thank you, yeah. Mike, for those questions. It was very good. I was very yeah, shit. Um, most of them are copied from other websites. <laughs> <Did you? laughs> 
Um, cool. Yeah, nice. Well, to be fair, I, I was about on. to dig you out for copying questions off of another website. When I'd done it, I literally told everyone what the website was. <laughs> yeah, and you didn't read even deviate. them out, and they were all full questions. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But I'm liking that. I'm, I'm liking the tested intelligence. I mean, I don't want to dilute it by doing it every week but i definitely no. think it's something that we should be take we should take forward yeah like i say i think i think if there's a an event of some kind mm-hmm. i feel like we should surprise each other yeah with something another well you know what the next big event is mike christmas oh i was gonna say thanksgiving oh. okay well i was thinking i'll tell you what oh. we'll do we'll do a christmas yeah, we'll do a christmas episode maybe mm-hmm. what we'll do is we do because we're going to be quite busy over Christmas, as we said. So we're going to be trying to do a lot of episodes in one sitting. So how about we do a... We'll, we'll get 20 questions each for a Christmas one and then do the same for New Year and do questions on 2023 like a big fat quiz of the year, TM. I'm assuming you don't want to keep this in, first of all. Oh, I don't mind. Well, what I was going to say is because we got two episodes for Christmas, which is the best of. Yep. One before, one after. Yep. And then I had already suggested doing a like quiz of the year for New Year's. Oh, did you? Yeah. Oh. So. I apologise. No, no, that's cool. that's cool. If you want to do a Christmas one as well. Yeah, I mean, we could do I a Christmas one. I thought we'd already one. got. Because we could, we could just do it in one sitting. We could do the Christmas one and then do the thingy one afterwards. But we could keep those episodes as just... The quizzes if we do like 20 questions each that yeah. will take up a whole episode let me look at the calendar because we've so got Christmas is on what, Monday. four weeks to release so we'll, we'll have we'll have part one on the 20th mm-hmm. and then part two on the 27th and then we'll have the, the new year's quiz on the third so on the 13th of so December. the one before the 20th yeah we of could, december we, we could, could do a christmas, christmas quiz one. then yeah yeah <clears throat> okay. no. Uh, I'll remove all that and then, yeah, we'll just, I'll keep the bit where you say, you know, what's next Christmas and then remove the rest. Yeah. Yeah. Well, who knows, Joe, anything can happen from now until the end of the year. Mm-hmm. We don't know what's happening apart from the, the Christmas special that we're doing and we're putting together and we're hoping that people are going to be giving in some suggestions of their favorite parts of the, of the thing. So get in touch and join the chat about the, your favorite parts of the, of the, of the thing. And there's no that stuff. Yeah, Christmas. Yeah. Bah humbug. <laughs> Joe, I've got a I've got a heartwarming headline for you. Well hit me with that heartwarmingness. That just reminded me of a song I haven't heard in ages. Hit me, baby, one more time. No. No. Hit me with that rhythm stick. Hit me hard oh. and hit me quick. <laughs> <laughs> that was an awful song. It was an awful song. What have we got but here? The, but the the headline isn't awful. No, I, th- I think it's quite nice. <laughs> <laughs> well, my vocabulary is really shining. Today. <laughs> I'm saying it's all of the words. So good. <laughs> I, like I like it a lot. <laughs> right. Mm-hmm. So the headline reads. Oh no, it's your turn to do it this week, isn't it? No, go on, you do it because you're good at okay. delivering the heartwarming ones. Already then. Um, Chicago woman, 104, skydives from a plane aiming to break the record for the world's oldest skydiver. 
She quotes saying, age is just a number. Dorothy Hoffner said after she landed, which is, I think that's important to note that she survived. <laughs> uh, <laughs> And there's a nice little picture for this. There is. Look, look, look at the smile on yeah, her face. She is loving life. Yeah. Well, Imagine yeah. how concerned you would be as the actual skydiver in that situation, though. Mm. Like, because you'd have to be careful somewhat, surely. Like, it would be different to having a middle-aged yeah. person. Yeah. And I mean, he could be thinking, fuck, I'm going to be in all sorts of... If this goes terribly wrong, I'm going to be in all know, sorts of news yeah. things. As... Can, I, can I just point out from the picture, Jack? Yeah. she wearing high tops? With the... With her tongues she's... out? Yeah. She is. Mate, she's <laughs> <What that>? cool. <laughs> <laughs> Skydiving with high tops. Yeah. <laughs> she's bringing that swag to the sky. Oh, what? No way. Just before she she went, she went, let's go, let's go, Geronimo. <laughs> Which I believe is a World War Two diving thing, isn't it? Geronimo, the, the, um, let yeah, isn't that... me consult internet because you know I'm what my sure... history is like now, Mike. <laughs> I'm sure that's what the Airborne used to say is Geronimo. Geronimo! Because it was in like a movie or something. It was actually in the name of the Apache leader who played a huge role in the resistance against the Mexican and American expansion in the late 19th century. But like most words and old terms over time, it becomes synonymous with bravery, courage and defiance. Okay. So there you go. I'm sure, I'm sure there's a story of an airborne leader shouting Geronimo as he dived out the plane. I'm sure there's a story. I'll have to find I'm out. I'm but... sure you're wrong by from what I can see. Okay, well, we'll go with that. <laughs> Mister doesn't know anything about Guy Fawkes. <laughs> oh, hold on. Here we go. Look, you got the first official parachute infantry battalion. Had He even had the word put on their insignia. There is also a legend that Geronimo himself come up with a battle cry, yelling his own name as he leapt down a nearly vertical cliff on horseback to escape American troops at Fort Sill in Oklahoma. Yeah, well, because I'm I, I was reading the Captain Winters book mm-hmm. and Captain of, of Band of Brothers, and that's his memoir kind of thing. I'm pretty sure he mentioned it in that that there was a guy he trained with who coined that phrase as he was jumping out of the plane. Right, I'm sure that's what it was. I'll, I'll find it out. Yeah, yeah. But going back to the headline, Joe. Mm-hmm. So the previous record was set by a Swedish woman, Li, Lina Linia Lindengard Lindigard Larsson. Mm-hmm. She's 103, so she's oh she's shit! So I weren't even that different because I thought it was going to come out like the person who who she broke was like 80 something. Mm, no, she's 103. She's 103, so she's beaten it by a year, and it says down here that she's going to return when she's 105 and do it again. Wow! And she did her, she did her first skydive when she was 100. Jesus! So she really is um, the the walking talking. Age is just a number. Yeah, 100%. And I agree. Fuck, I wish I could make it to 103, let alone be jumping out of planes. That is impressive. I'll be lucky if I make it to 70, mate. I'll be lucky if I make it to the end of the month. (laughs) Wow. (laughs) Okay, Joe. Not to top anything, Mike. (laughs) You're nothing but fucking competitive. (laughs) First to the end. (laughs) Yeah. 
and I've got the worst that, yeah. score on testing intelligence. So beat that, motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, that's in, that's incredible. Um, yeah, what an amazing woman. Yeah, and yep, I mean, she's definitely a different I, number. Yeah, and I can I can only hope that at that age, um, I will be. If I get reached that age, I'll yeah. be in the same sort of vigor yeah. as she is. Definitely. That was a good word, wasn't it? That was good. I like that. You yeah, still vigor. got my thesaurus from last time. Yeah. Oh, I'll have that back. That's... Thank you. And I'll have I my just... Guy Fawkes history book back as well, because I <laughs> do intend to read it now. <laughs> it's on Audible, mate. <laughs> That's what you were listening to. <laughs> Anyway, Joe, that, I think that's another episode wrapped up and done for a week. Yeah. Shall we? Shall we? Shall we? Shall we? Shall we? Shall we? <laughs> yeah. So, as I said, we're still looking for suggestions on the favourite moments of the year so far. And I think, do we reckon we're going to cut it off at some point, maybe the start of December? So, for the next month or so, we want suggestions. And... Yeah. Yeah, let's do that. Get in contact. Any any, any little moments, even if they're throwaway moments, just just let us know. Uh, join the chat today, and Joe fires off with the ending of something very insightful. Geronimo. You have been listening to the Missing Intelligence Pod. Joe, where can people come and join the chat? Well, you can tweet us on Twitter. You can slide into our DMs on Instagram. Duet us on TikTok. Poke us on Facebook. Don't. Subscribe to us on YouTube. Or, um, uh, what do you do on threads? I don't know. Um, like, so, maybe? So us on threads? Is that a thing? I don't know. It's so new. So us on threads. There you go. Why not? All of them are at the Missing Intel pod. So find us there and let us know your thoughts and join the chat today.